In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Good morning to you. We come uh, at this uh, time and season of the year where we are beginning to read from the Gospel of St. Luke, having uh, read from the Gospel of John during the Paschal season, and the Gospel of Matthew through the summer months, and when we come to the the Feast of the Conception of John the Baptist on September 23rd, uh, we, we shift then to the Gospel of Luke because that's where the, go- that's where the Gospel of Luke begins with the, with the conception of, of John the Baptist. The homily this morning is about launching into the deep. The verse I would like to particularly focus on this morning is this verse when Jesus had finished speaking he said to Simon put out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch the main point I would like to make is this the Lord planted the seed of salvation in a dark cave in Bethlehem in the depths of the waters of the Jordan, in the depths of the Sea of Galilee, in the darkest regions of the depths of hell. And He wants to plant that same seed of salvation in each one of us. The people that walked in darkness have seen the great light, and they that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. This is from the prophet Isaiah. So what was this land of darkness? Who were these people that walked in darkness? In particularly, in particular, there was a darkness that the prophet foretells where the, the Messiah will appear. And he calls it the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. You've perhaps heard this uh, read around the Christmas time and in the Christmas hymns. And these were the darkest lands. These were where the pagans intermingled with the Jews the darkness of the pagans, the darkness of the Pharisees, and it covered the whole people in the shadow of death. You know, we might ask when the Lord called His apostles, why didn't He call them in front of the temple in Jerusalem? Let's make a big show. Let's get the, let's get the show on the road. Let's have some theater here. We can get this done a whole lot quicker. He didn't do that. He went way back into the north. Into the north of Jerusalem. Into Galilee. Into the land of darkness. Where nobody wanted to go. Where nobody respected. Especially the people from Jerusalem. Had no respect for the Galileans. And the Lord Jesus being who He is. Thought. Well, that would be a good place to start. The light of heaven showed first in Bethlehem. 
and Christ was born there. And that same light was seen by the Magi in the east and in the same vicinity by the shepherds. But that light was driven out of Bethlehem by the bloody sword of Herod. And that light withdrew into Egypt. And after he was called back, he was called back to Nazareth which was in Galilee, and there he was raised by his mother. Not in the big city, but out in the country, and out in the poor country. Out where the humble people were. And after he was baptized by John in the wilderness, not in Jerusalem, in the wilderness, across the Jordan. He goes to Nazareth, and he goes up into the synagogue, and he reads from Isaiah about how the the widows are are taken care of, the poor are are taken care of, the sick are healed, and, and, and all of this. And he closed the book and says, this is fulfilled in your hearing. And all the people were amazed and all of the leaders of the synagogue were upset. And they had a conversation with him. They had a conversation with this Jesus. Who do you think you are? And he says, a prophet is not honored, a prophet is honored everywhere except in his own land. And what was his own land? Nazareth, in that synagogue. He grew up in that synagogue. And he explained how the same thing happened to Elijah and the same thing happened to to Elisha. And they drove him up to the edge of the cliff at at the top of Nazareth and tried to throw him off the cliff. A great start, huh? We can't even get started in, in the poor section without running into difficulty. So I guess Nazareth is not far enough. And so he went down. He went down from Nazareth. Down to the Sea of Galilee. Down to Gennesaret. Down to Cana. Down to where the fishermen were. And he's walking along the side of the lake. The land of Zebulun and Naphtali. This is where he gave the the Sermon on the Mount. This is where he gave the Beatitudes that we just sang this morning. In In this region, worked his first miracle, changing the water into wine in Cana, in Galilee, because he wanted to bury the seed of the gospel deep in the darkness. So that when the winds of the emperors and all of those who wanted to snuff out and destroy and kill Christianity would not be able to reach that deeply 
into the souls of men and that it would survive all of those winds and that it would flourish and grow and we're still proclaiming it today, 2,000 years later. And we will proclaim it forever because it cannot and will not be destroyed because how Jesus established it in the first place. Jesus standing there looking at Simon says, put out into the deep and let down your nets. St. Nikolai points out how many different how many things Jesus accomplished in one action? We might call it in our day and time multitasking. Jesus the multitasker put out into the deep so that he could more easily be heard over the water so that everybody could hear him better. To comfort the discouraged disciples and to provide for their physical and material needs. To nourish their souls with faith because they were about to witness a miracle. And to make it abundantly clear to the disciples and through them to each one of us that through Jesus Christ all things are possible and that our labors and our efforts without Him are as empty as their nets were the night before. We need His help. <clears throat> when Simon saw the great catch of fish, he knelt down before the Lord Jesus and he said, Depart from me. O Lord, for I am a sinful man. Before that, <clears throat> he was, well, we won't say he was sarcastic, but you know the story. Master, we've toiled all night, but at your command, we'll try it again. This time, he calls him Lord. Before, he called him Master. Now he gets down on his knees and he calls him the Lord, the Lord God. Perhaps, and probably, Jesus was reading his mind and his heart as Jesus spoke. And perhaps Peter was thinking how beautiful the Lord's words were. And he saw into his heart. He sees into every heart. He sees into my heart. And He sees into your heart right now. What kind of lesson can we learn from this today? Is it just a nice story of a miracle? Or does it have something to do with me and how I'm supposed to live my life? Jesus our Lord stands beside the ship owned by each one of us and makes this same request. Launch out into the deep. The deep of what? The deep of my soul. Launch out into the deep of my soul. He asks each one of us to let Him into the ship 
of our soul to set forth fearlessly with Him out of the shallows and the mud puddles of fallen humanity into the great deep of our spiritual sea which He will fill with abundance. Do we have to remind ourselves how muddy and how shallow the world, the fallen world that we live and move and have our being in in this day and time? We need there. There's an escape. There's a way to escape. Do you know how we escape? We go deep inside of ourselves and we will find God inside of us. He lives within us and He sustains us. And that's why we're here today. Because we're fishing in the deep water today. Let us not reject that request that comes to our hearts. Let us be like St. Peter and not refuse Him. For what Jesus desires is not for His sake. What Jesus desires for us is for our sake. He doesn't ask to come into our hearts to take something from us. He asks to come into our hearts to give us something. He only asks that we permit Him to come in. He knocks, but we have to open the door. Let us hear the voice of Jesus the petitioner. While it's not too late, because one day that same voice of the petitioner will be the voice of the judge before the dread judgment seat. And we don't want to wait until then to respond to Him and to let Him in. We want to do it now. Maybe you've already accepted this request of Jesus to come into your heart. But I'm asking you to do it again with me today, right now. Maybe you were baptized as an infant. And you're a Christian. And you're a communicant in the church. But you know right now that Jesus is talking to you in a still, small voice. I don't care how old you are. If you can hear me, Jesus is talking to you right now. And He's saying to you, I love you. Do you love me? I want to come in. I want to move deeper into your heart. Will you invite me to go deeper? Don't be afraid. And maybe somebody here has never been baptized before. You've never responded to Jesus knocking at the door of your heart. 
and I ask you to do it right now. And come, to talk, come and talk with us afterwards about how you can become a Christian and a communicant in the church. We don't want to take anything from you. We want to give something to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, our God, lead us from the muddy shallowness of our hearts into the clear depths of our hearts. Help us to descend into the depths of our souls where you've planted the seed of salvation that we might cast our nets, watering them and nourishing them with your life and your light. Cause it to grow in us as we enter into the communion of your holy body and blood, not only for our sakes, but for the sake of of others in need of that same salvation and make us fishers of men. For your name is holy, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, now and ever and unto ages of ages.